Way too many first responders are struggling with their fitness, health, and body goals, but you're not alone in that fight. I'm Ted with Fit Responder and with 11 years experience in law enforcement, as well as being a fitness coach for over 15 years myself. I've created some free resources as well as one-to-one professional fitness coaching for first responders. So I want you to check us out, fitresponder.com, or look us up on Instagram at fit.responder. That's fit, period, responder. And let's see you there. Chat soon. Thanks, and enjoy the podcast. The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. This podcast has explicit content and is meant for mature audience. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, I kindly invite you to lighten the fuck up. If you want to support this very poorly made podcast, click the link at the end of the description and become a monthly sponsor of the podcast. Or buy yourself some nice poorly made police memes merch. Not only does it look good on you, it's also a favorite of wives, exes, children, nurses, nuns, IA investigators, defense attorneys, and the chief. And of course, take care of the fine sponsors of this podcast. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the orgasmic sound of a Crown Vic. Welcome to the podcast. Now joining me, three of the most handsome men in the training business today. Wow. I have Jamie, Jim, and A.A. Ron of RTI Training. How are you, boys? Fantastic. How are you? Doing good. Wonderful. Good, good, good to hear. Um, I'm sure the millions of listeners will be curious to know that We've had nothing but fucking problems this evening. Oh, that's an understatement. And, and uh, nothing has worked. Um, I'll explain in a little bit some of the other issues. But I think we need to really give big thanks to whose mom's house are we at right now so we can record this podcast? We're at my my parents' house. A.A. Ron's. Yeah. Thank you, A.A. Ron's parents for saving the podcast i think they deserve a round of applause yay yeah this reminds me of high school a little <laughs> awkward so i just can't wait till she comes in with sandwiches and all the mom we're recording the podcast Please, that mom. Would be so awesome <laughs> she totally will and i invited her already yeah <laughs> I envision that you guys are like cramped into like a little closet of a room all kind of surrounding the computer no it's actually it's, a nice room yeah it's actually really nice it's a nice home office but uh we are kind of crowded around the computer but that's just because we like each other sure you're right. you know so i heard somebody say it but it does kind of remind me of um when the internet first came out like you had like the one friend on the block that had the internet and y'all mm-hmm. would go to over to his house and crowd the fucking computer to look at like the fuzzy porn or whatever they had up. It was the best times. And you're just hoping the download comes down before mom pops in the room. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I don't know anything about that. 
the other day I was playing like the dial up tone for my daughter. And she's like, what's that? And I'm like, so sit down. Let me tell you a story about how we used to dial up the Internet. And sometimes it didn't work. (laughs) What? It was awful. That was when my (laughs) buffalo. When my kid was about five years old, six years old, I was telling him how when we would do road trips, we didn't have iPads and cell phones and all that stuff. We had to actually look out the window and, you know, we played the license plate game and and all this and that. Yeah. And he looks dead in the eye and goes, I highly doubt that, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) That is... (laughs) <laughs> that is one of the things that fucking frustrates me more than anything is we'll drive a half hour to the fucking grocery store and my kid's freaking out because he can't find his switch. I'm like, <laughs> dude, it's not that far. He's like, it's so boring. I feel, you know, and this, I don't know, this could be a thing down the line with training. We're going to segue into training very poorly here, but no fucking attention span with these kids, man. They can't be left alone with their own thoughts. What are we talking about? <laughs> yours is just ADHD. Yeah, yours is <laughs> un, unmedicated ADHD is all you have. It's not an attention span thing. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of what we have to do is we try and switch it up fairly frequently, probably very poorly, but um, we try and do it every so often just to, because you can't, uh, like an old guy, you could probably, you know, with Jim, you could do a PowerPoint for three or four hours and he'll still be fine, but. The look he's giving you right now. It is interesting. I know, like, I'm not a classroom guy. I don't like being in classrooms. I never have. And I'm sure everybody listening is groaning. Like, yeah, who the fuck likes going to school? I get it. I get it. Some of us do. Really? Fucking nerd. (laughs) I resemble that. This is a guy who puts in for every training opportunity that comes up. Because every single one gets rejected. Not everyone. The one free day. ones sometimes. Free, that's true. The free ones sometimes. Someday. So I don't do a poorly made podcast. Oh, wait. Um, It's been a little while since you guys have been on the podcast. You guys should pass around the talking stick and introduce yourselves and uh, a little backstory for the millions of listeners. Perfect. So we're using a purple swing line stapler as the talking stick right now. Jimmy just handed it to me, and this is AA Ron. And I'm going to give it to Jim. No, no. All right. What am I supposed to talk about? Just My let that, introduce yourself because I'm a shitty host. You do it yourself. All right. So I'm Aaron, and I use the internet on dial up. And now it's on that Wi-Fi thing. I'm very good at it, but I'm also the computer guy here at RTI. And I'm a uh, detective some days. And I take some photos, according to Jamie. You can imagine that any way you'd like. Some of them are pretty good. Depends on uh, the size of the lens. Why are you? Don't laugh. Um, And then let's see. I used to be a emt for a very long time and work in ems and i forgot what i was going to say so i'm gonna hand the stapler to jim oh lord okay so i like long walks on the beach Um, (laughs) no so um i'm the old guy um i've been on the job what 20 almost 24 years now (laughs) 
You know, the uh, dinosaur is never appropriate, but it was appropriate there. It was perfect. Uh, the other reason we used uh, my parents' house is because it's ADA compliant, so Jim could get in. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, started my career on the East Coast uh, in the D.C. area. Um, now moved out to the great state of Idaho, where I'm also a detective, and uh, I'm a negotiator with our county uh, metro SWAT negotiation team and uh, inter interview interrogation instructor, post instructor. So kind of the, the boring guy of the group, so to say. And I'll pass it on to Jamie. He's the youthful, good looking guy that keeps us in business. Clearly, we're not good about yeah. talking about ourselves. So that's why we don't have very good business if I'm the good looking guy. <laughs> but uh, so I'm Jamie. I've uh, been doing this job. Only 15 years, I think. Um, started out in uh, Arizona and then moved up to the great state of uh, Iowa. Um, <laughs> Idaho, Iowa, whichever Iowa one it is. Mountains. It's pretty um, close. They're very yeah. close to each other, yes. And uh, currently I'm a, I'm a patrol sergeant, but prior to that, uh, quite, a f quite a few years in detectives. I'm also uh, the bloodstained pattern analyst for the department, and I help out a lot of the other departments with that whenever they need that. Wait, hold on. How many of those are there in the United States? State, Jamie. Uh, certified ones, the ones that actually have the certifications through the IAI, uh, 64. You're wow. one of them. Yeah. He's like smart and shit. We have a celebrity. Yep. Yeah. One yeah. of 64 in the nation. At least last I checked, there might be more now, but 65. But probably 69 now. Probably 69. Oh, right. They're going to cap it at that. So the reason I had invited you gentlemen on the podcast again is not only do I enjoy looking at you guys, but we were going to talk about training horror stories because this sounded funny, something we could all relate to. Now, I mentioned earlier some um, technical difficulties. And for anybody listening, this, this might be good information to know. And I don't understand it. I don't know how this happens, but I have a Facebook and an Instagram page. I, I assume you know poorly made police memes. Facebook is weird because if you are on Facebook, sometimes it sends the messages to my Facebook account. Sometimes if you send me a message, it goes to Instagram. And apparently, if you're on Facebook and the message goes to my Instagram, it disappears. It goes into outer space of the metaverse, and I can't get to it. So I had solicited people, not for prostitution like I normally do, but for people to send in messages about training experiences that were not good. And unfortunately, some of them are lost in the metaverse. But you know what? We're fucking troopers, and we're going to get through this together. Well, none of us are troopers. <laughs> well, nobody would admit that. But we are we're men, and men get through these things, right? Or can I identify you guys as men in this year and time period? I go with dude bro. I was on the podcast for tranny. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So there I was in the Philippines. <laughs> and... Next thing I know, it hit me in the face. What? <laughs> Just dangling there. I have a friend that goes to, um, is it Thailand? 
I think is the the home of the lady boy. And he frequents that that country. I'm like, aren't you worried you're gonna run into, you know, sometimes you can't tell, man. Like they they look like chicks. He's like, No, no, I can tell. Yeah, he's I'm not gonna sure tell you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yo, no, there's no way. I mean, you half of me <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it would is it one of those things where like, yeah, it's embarrassing, but it's such a good story. You just no, you gotta no, admit it. No. <laughs> There's even a song. That's even when you go up to him, like, how was your trip? I don't want to talk about it. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Same as always. Nothing different at all. <sighs> anyway, training horror stories. <laughs> so I, I guess we can start, and you guys can pass along the, the stapler. Do you guys have any good, terrible training experiences to share with the millions of listeners? Well, Ochi was talking a big game earlier, so what? We'll pick one. I mean, do you want range? Do you want classroom? What do you want? <laughs> Anything. I would say classroom, but range is always interesting. I actually have a good Archon one. Right. A what? Uh, arrest and control. Sorry. Okay. We had a. Uh, I was a new officer, and we had a uh, pretty. Uh, how do I explain? It? Intense instructor. Um, was all into. You know, MMA when it was first coming out and uh, very good at it. And he was, uh, uh, how do I say it, uh, demonstrating on one of my uh, peers, at which point he ripped his shoulder out of his socket. <laughs> so, and then was sta- standing above him, profusely apologizing <laughs> after his shoulders popped out. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Man, I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> but I uh, it, he uh, was recycled into the next academy class, but yeah, he, he just popped it out. I guess he had a history of just his shoulder popping out. And did he beat him with it? No, no, oh. he tweaked it far enough back though, where it, you heard that thing. Oh. So <laughs> it was a f- funny after the fact, but at the moment, everybody's you know horrific. Yeah, well, I got one. There you go. Yeah. One. Send that stapler. Yeah. So now that I got a stapler, um. We're gonna keep names and locations out of this one, but uh, it was uh, it was my very first day on the job, and I was out at the range. I got sent to the range. Yeah, see, so you know what you know exactly which one I'm talking about. Um, and when I get to the range, there were about eight people there. Didn't know any of them, but turns out that one of them was the city prosecutor, and he had brought what I could only assume were hookers to the range with him um they were dressed like that and yeah and then the uh so as the day goes on it's one big clusterfuck after another one of the range guys is actually at one point has his arms wrapped around the uh quote-unquote hookers trying to show them how to shoot that way and the whole time i'm sitting there thinking this is what the hell kind of place did I start at? Um, the uh, after the end of the range, we get done with uh, we're cleaning our rifles, and one of the uh, people that was very experienced says, "Well, when you clean the AR, you got to pull the trigger first, right?" And as she's pointing at as an, as an, at another officer, which point everybody freaks out and says, "No, she did have a round in the chamber at the time." Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. Needless to say, 
I was, uh, I didn't think I was going to make it at that department, but that was my introduction the very first day. Oh, the family. How long did you last at that department? (laughs) I'll let you know when I'm done. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I can tell you this. I've lasted longer than all the people that are involved in that. I can tell you that much. Well, the hooker wasn't a very good cop. What's that? The hooker wasn't a very good cop. Intern. She was she was great at finding Johns. There's a joke to be made about a Tennessee There's police a department, but I'm gonna leave that one alone right now. There's well, so much potential. That wasn't for money, was it? No. No, that was for morale purposes. Team building. Team building morale. That's all I heard out of that. You know, here, here's the thing, and, and there's been some memes thrown around in some the different <laughs> just a few. <laughs> the uh the different reactions to it, it kind of cracks me up. You know, like some people are like, you know, oh, this is um misogynistic. And it's like, hold on a second. She fucked like five dudes on her department. Like, you know, and people are like, oh, she was she was the victim. And it, OK, she's a fucking adult. OK, like, yes, there was some greasiness on the guy's parts because they took advantage of the situation. But she has a badge and a gun. She's not like some helpless, like, uh, uh, we're not going to go there, but she's not helpless. She's, she's cop. She should fucking know better. But the thing is, and I'm sure you guys know this, this is not a new story. (laughs) This just happened to make the news. Just a small department. That's why I made a mention. Well, it's because they had a department. Yeah. Yeah. So. The first no, go thing ahead. they tell you in academy is is don't uh, don't dip your pen in the company ink, right? I mean, well, that's, at least that's my academy. I was told by uh, my one of my FTOs. He says two things will ruin your career: are alcohol and women. Yeah, you know, and it's a story as old as time. And I I heard that in the academy too. And you know, here's the thing: like you know, people you know they date and they go about things the right way. Kind of is what it is, but. You know, everybody on that apartment knew that shit, right? And they <clears> let that shit go on for like six months before somebody's like, all right, we, this is getting a little out of hand. Crap, we got caught. <laughs> yeah. This is just a friendly reminder to all the people out there. Don't fuck your coworkers unless it's serious. Because I'm not going to say you can't ever fuck your coworkers, okay? I would never get in, and I know you guys would never get in the way of true love. Love. Sweet love. Sweet, sweet, sweet love. Big spoon. Why do I picture the Princess Bride right now? (laughs) That's what I was (laughs) channeling. But yeah, just stop fucking your coworkers for God's sakes. And here's the thing. You know, we were talking about like all the technologies these days that the kids have. You motherfuckers have Tinder, man. It's on your fucking phone. It's right there. Police don't hear don't talk around in the goddamn police department, the gym, or a well, bar. Well, <laughs> is I mean, like, okay, if, if you if you want to fuck a coworker, that's fine. But it kind of reminds me of a case that we worked back in the day, Jim. We go to this hotel room, and she kicked a guy out from shooting porn because he was having sex with multiple people, and she was like, "Pick one woman and have sex with that woman on the video." We're not running some kind of brothel around here. So that's my thought. Pick, pick that one person. Yeah. Pick that one person. Go ahead and have sex with them in your patrol car. No, I'm not in a patrol car, but you know, just that one person. You know, 
the thing or anything. Like a goose and be monogamous or some shit. A swan. 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 Yeah, swan. I, fuck, I don't know, dude. You know I make most of the stuff up that I say. <laughs> and, and I've seen a lot of people that are like, well, nobody's nobody's making fun of the dudes. And it's like, yeah, they are. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah, Just yeah, fucking yeah. calm down a second. They're all fucking greasy. Everybody fucking knew better. Just stop. Do you think stop. they had a Google calendar on who was what who had what days? I'm working swings, but uh, it's a fucking timeshare, man. <laughs> timeshare. I got the 19th week if you want. <laughs> hey, so I'm going out with my wife on Friday, but I was scheduled for Friday. Can you switch with me, or how do we do that? You know, there. Damn it, John! I'm not 42 anymore. I can't do it that many times. It's important to stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah, get some fluids in you. Look for the upside down pineapple. I'm sure there are a lot of uh, relationships and struggle out. Oh, I yeah. see right now. Oh, yeah. so, but apparently, her husband's sticking by her. Good for good for him. See? You know, that's what I thought too. Is you know what? Good for him. They're going to work things out. But you know, so many people are like, ah, oh, well, I don't know. I get it. People are upset <laughs> because they're upset for him, right? They're like, how could you stay with somebody like that? And it is really easy for us on the outside to throw to throw rocks at them when, you know, we all have our own struggles. I mean, granted, you know, I'm not banging and blowing half the department, but <laughs> I, I don't remember what I was going to say. But with that said, no more horror stories, horror stories. W-H-O-R-E? Something. Horror. I can't spell. Horror. Okay. Horror, horror. Well, I don't have any of those either, so. Horror stories? Yeah. All right. So, so... No, go ahead. I, I was given a purple stapler. My horrible training isn't nearly as funny. I had one I fell asleep in because it was so boring. And uh, I had one I walked out in uh, because it was even worse. And that was saying something. Was that the one that was just bashing the police on everything right after? No, this was, um, it was an incident command class. Super exciting. And the guy was just literally reading off the book and the book was in front of his face and he wasn't engaging with anybody in the class. And everybody circle around it was boys painful. and girls. It's story time. Yeah, it was painful. I always liked those instructors that could fucking capture the whole entire room and you yeah. actually learned what you were supposed to learn, even though he didn't read the, you know, the 30 pages from the fucking book. That yeah. was that always made me happy. But it didn't. It didn't happen all the time. No. Well, in the same same place, different command class. Uh, I don't remember the instructor's name, but he had the dumbest dumbest prizes. He'd come up with the dumbest games, and he'd ask you a question to see if you were paying attention, and he'd give you random shit out of his pocket, like pocket lint or a used hotel card. Hey, here's a butterscotch. Yeah, <laughs> he'd do that. He'd give you like the sheath that your hotel card, your room key would go in. He had a grab bag of craziness, and for whatever reason, it was the funniest and most captivating thing. And the whole class was hanging on every single word of his. Oh, who's I hope I get that pocket lint. Yeah, <laughs> again, that sticky bone. Yeah. Gotcha. It's right on the wrapper. Oh my god, it's expired Coke can. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Those are the best ones that keep you entertained. Mm -hmm. This, uh. You know, I was thinking 
prior to this podcast, if if I ever had any bad training experiences, and I mean they're you know there's stuff in the academy, but I think it's purpose purposeful. I felt like my academy was actually was actually pretty fucking good, but I I it, talking about you know the the dumb stuff. I I just reminded me. So in the summer of love, so we were doing this we were doing this Zoom class, and it was equity training, which we all knew it was going to be a disaster, but it was really interesting how they held it is it wasn't just something you watch. Like they actually had this lady come on and talk to us and we could ask questions. And so I was on the zoom call with several other cops on my department and I'm not going to get too political about it, but you know, I, I was getting frustrated at that time because we weren't getting training like, training training we were just continually getting the same type of like equity training and stuff and it's like yeah i've been told all year long that we're racist okay so what else do you got you got anything else you got anything that's going to help me on the street well this lady was basically explaining to us that cops came from slave patrols and all this crazy shit and Basically, like how the policing is institution is, you know, it it came from racism and, and all this shit. It got into some stuff that I'm not going to repeat here, but it just the whole time is pissed me off because I'm like, this is fucking horseshit garbage. That's just more shit being stuffed down our throats. But then. But then we started getting inklings of socialism and communism in the training, and I'm like. Why am I off the road for this? Why am I being taught this right now? Why is the city paying this fucking bitch hundreds of thousands of dollars probably to try and like brainwash cops or something? It was fucking ridiculous. I can only hope that shit's not going on still these days, but it probably is. Well, I've never taken a training like that, thankfully. That's nice. Nope. Me either. That's good. Well, you don't live in Colorado, so... Well, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Let me tell you, that was um. There's some some highlight real things of why I decided to leave, and that is definitely one of them. Sorry, boys, I am like fucking pissed off about the fucking computer thing, and I'm off my game. But we'll we'll get it, we'll get it. Right. And now I'm thinking about communism, so I'm even more <laughs> angry. We can bring my so, dad here. Watch this. Nancy Pelosi. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> they named a room after her now. <laughs> Why? That was the big vote. We got, you know, inflation and everything. They voted to name a, a conference room after Priorities, her. dude. Priorities. You don't understand. Priorities. <laughs> Thank you for your service. You don't understand her service to this country. I will tell you, she was one of the ruder ones. <laughs> I used to work for Capitol Police, so. Uh, so she didn't love the police she wasn't really good yeah. to them my uh one of my buddies was actually on her protection detail and said she was always a backseat driver like would always be telling them go this way go this way and would be in a freaking city that she's never been to and she's telling them how to get to <laughs> maybe she drinks something get behind the wheel and she'll do probably there yeah, probably probably some alcohol involved in that so isn't that just her husband 
Oh, it could be just her. No, 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 no. that was just a break in. He had to be naked, oiled up, and you know, no, brother, he got some hot Cheetos. Got a DUI before that? That sounds like a party, though. That I'd like an invitation to. <laughs> the pants party? Yes. Optional. <laughs> Does anybody else have any training horror stories that we could pass the stapler around for? Well, I've got in the realm of Aaron is when the whole class turned on the instructor because it was kind of that talking down. It was a defense attorney the department brought in to kind of show the other side of it. And he basically started saying how cops were stupid and the way they presented and cops would lie on the stand all the time. And he was the greatest attorney to catch them lying. And that pretty much uh, had a few, uh, the pitchforks came out. Pitchforks came out, needless to say. And you know, you had to we had a guy we used to call him the wizard, and he would uh he would just start ranting and and he tore into this guy to the point where that guy was so mad he was just like spitting and screaming at the whole class. And our sergeant come and sergeant's like, I think we're done. And the whole group, I think hour and a half into the train, three hour training, we were all finished. So yeah, it's, it was a breaking point, I would say, when that one. But you had some guy named the Wizard, so that's pretty rad. Well, he used to carry around a big book. You always knew if he came to roll call with the big book, someone was getting their ass chewed. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was like the running joke. Like if someone didn't do their job, he would call them out in the middle of roll call. He'd put the book down, and everybody's like, "Oops!" And everybody's looking around. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I don't even know what the book was like. You know, story time bed stories. A big old, big old book, blue bound, looked like some something you'd see out of like Lord of the Rings or shit. <laughs> yeah, he was a good dude. I I was thinking I might have something, and it's not a traditional horror story. But you guys tell me if I'm an asshole or not. Okay. You are. <laughs> well, I am. Okay, but for the true? specific the story, circumstance, uh, I'm an asshole. But. So we were doing training in a briefing and we were just going to, the way it was presented was like, Hey, we got some new recruits in here. We want to go over some kind of handcuffing technique. Right. And so we were all kind of just kind of doing it and going through the motions. And I, I do believe, you know, train how, um, what's the, what's the word, you know, train like you play. Train like you play. Right, practice like you play, yeah. something like that. There, there's some some kind of fancy slogan that all the kids use, but in this circumstance, we're not in in service. We're all in like our uniforms. It was a technique we use pretty frequently, and he wanted. And so here's the best part: is so our FTOs were teaching it. Right, the FTO was about five years my junior on the road, so. Mm -hmm one of these techniques you're supposed to gunpoint somebody. And I was kind of half-assing it, kind of have fun with it because we're in briefing. He's like, no, you actually got to act like you're doing it. Actually gunpoint them. Like act, act like you're gunpointing them. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. We're not, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to. So uh, I, it must've been prone. Right. So I get the guy in prone and I do the thing and I don't finish the handcuffing. Because we're all in uniform and I didn't feel it was necessary at that circumstance. Me and him got into a huge fucking argument in the middle of briefing because he's like, you didn't finish a handcuffing. And I'm like, you're a fucking rookie. Shut the fuck up. 
Am I the asshole in that circumstance? Should I just played along? Is he now a captain? Or... <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, that was like two years ago, so he's probably chief. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I, you, how do I say it? You always have those a holes that you know go to the extreme on everything, and then they want to call you out and try to, we you know, especially in front of your peers. I would, I'm all good. Check, put them in place. So did he want you to do a finger gun or? I don't know. It was just, I wish I could remember all the details of it, but he was like being ridiculous about it. And I'm like, dude, I'll go through the motions and show the boots. But like, you know, (laughs) we're all fucking in our uniforms on the fucking dirty floor. It's not a gym mat. Like, I don't really see the point of like, you know, handcuffing people and getting all like. All of us, you know, it's a busy city. We fucking handcuff people all the time. Like, it's not a big deal. I thought we were just showing the recruits. It's like, well, you need to show them exactly right. And I'm like, by not clasping one handcuff, it's going to ruin your entire training session. Yes. Extreme. Yeah, I'm just, (laughs) I don't know. And and I'm sure there's people that are like, no, dude, you're an asshole. You should have just played along with it. I I feel like there was more to it because I, I was definitely really fucking riled up about it and uh and maybe this was just like the asshole in me where and this is maybe wrong of me where i don't like when you guys try to tell me what to do i hated that like us guys or them guys them guys those guys them guys like new guys new guys like junior cops like you're on a scene and the junior cops like bossing you around kind of thing it's like week three of the academy (laughs) you learn that uh (laughs) Yeah, I get if it's a safety issue, but if it's something else, like fuck off. Is that is that a dinosaur thinking? Am I being a dinosaur right now? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> no, I just I I think you're. I I have no problem, in, and it's I think it's the way it's approached. Well, yeah. If they come up to you and say, "Hey, is there an, another way to do this?" Because I was taught this way, rather than just say, "You know, you know, you're wrong. We need to do it this way." I think I think that goes in any age though from a senior guy to a rookie and vice versa mm-hmm. so yeah it's your delivery yeah well, it, and with the handcuffing thing i i think if he would have approached me and been like hey dude will you do me a solid i probably would have done it right but it's you know and it's it's the fucking measuring dick thing too where i'm just like fuck you i'm not doing it because he's being a dick you know so i'm like well if he's being a dick i'm gonna be a dick back yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm talking I about dicks a lot. I think you're right on point, though. I mean, we don't have that problem ever. No, no. When people tell me to do stuff, and I, why are that. you looking at me like that? That's when Jamie uses himself in the third person. Jamie's not listening to him. Yeah. Jamie's gonna do what Jamie want to do. <laughs> when he talks, in, yeah, that's when you shut up. When he starts talking in the third person. It's not good. It's like when Jim, anytime Jim goes, no disrespect, oh, you, you know that some shit's about to happen. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and sometimes you got to slip in that code word, Blueberry, bro, Blueberry. Oh my God. It's fun to do that and watch your start the lieutenant all pucker up at the same time. <laughs> oh my God, he's going to do it. <laughs> well, the best part is you kind of like your back straightens a little bit more just like arches a little bit, like you're a dragon, but not quite. Mm-hmm. And then you throw out the no disrespect. There's only a few people I've used that a lot. Yes, it is a beautiful thing to watch, though. <laughs> Can't get mad if you throw that in front. 
Yeah, right. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, do respect. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> so, sir, sir, you gotta throw that in too. So, with all before. due respect, let me ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah, it's hard to be. It is hard to be respectful when you're about to tell somebody they're wrong. But I feel with all due respect is the way to go. See? That's just like, that's your get out of jail free card is all it is. Man. It's, it's like, well, hey, I said, no disrespect. You know, this was a safe place to talk. <laughs> you gotta create I had a disclaimer. <laughs> per your last email. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I yeah, there's no there's no there's no better way to do that, I don't think. Yeah, well you you're right, man. You got it you got it down. You got it down right there. Jamie needs to start learning how to do that. See? Third person. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I had uh one of the listeners have a story which just I don't know. I guess I could try and play it and see what happens. Should I try and play it? Yeah, I mean, it worked the first time. Worked the first time. That's what she said. All right. So this is a story from one of our listeners, and we're going to do this a very fancy way, and hopefully you can hear it. So here's my department training horror story. We had um, active shooter room clearing training scheduled, and I was the only one on shift, and they because it's a small department, they're like, oh, come on by. And, you know, if you get a call, you can just, you can just leave the training and go to the call and, you know, just leave your gun in your car. And I'm not a big fan of that. I don't like doing that. I don't think it's, it's good practice, but that's what I was told to do. So we do it and we get into the training and right away, you know, they've got the fire department there to act as victims and um, it's just a whole production and it becomes pretty obvious, like once we get there and like get our simulations and stuff on, that nobody has a freaking clue what we're doing. Like it's basically just, hey, show up, we're gonna go over this. And so they split us up into two groups, and uh, the firearms instructor, the guy that runs the range, takes one group, and our lieutenant takes the other group. And they take us, split us up, and they have us walking through these little room clearing exercises and they're both teaching us completely different things okay i mean they're both teaching us completely different methods of clearing a room that contradict each other is what i'm saying so there's no lesson plan there's no like this is what we're going to do they're just completely winging it they're teaching everybody different things they mix us all together and they turn us loose and we start doing these scenarios well i go i, I go into one room and, you know, we, I end up killing the bad guy in that scenario. I get pulled out and I'm like, they're, t- they're telling me, hey, you went too far in the room. You know, you don't have to go that far in the room. If you go in and see the threat, you can stop. And I'm like, okay, all right, good to know. Go to another scenario, walk in the room, see the bad guy, stop, shoot the bad guy, get pulled out. Hey. Listen, when you go in that room, you got to commit. You got to go all the way in. So they're giving me different. So finally, by the last scenario, I think we did four scenarios. I killed the bad guy. You know, and we're in like three, four man teams. I don't even remember. I killed the bad guy out of three or four scenarios. 
and get told I'm doing it wrong every time. I didn't get shot. I didn't lose any hostages. I eliminated the threat in every scenario and got told every time I was doing it wrong. Um, got told contradictory information. Don't go far. That You don't have to go that far in the room. You're going too far in the room. I walked out of that training feeling like I didn't know shit. I walked out of that training feeling like I knew less than when I went in. I still don't know how to clear a fucking room to this day. <laughs> that's kind of where I come up with the, the mindset that no training is better than bad training. If you're going to get go out and get some good quality training, bring in somebody that's an expert or a, that's all they do, and then go from there. You know, don't don't do like hip pocket training and tell your people contradictory stuff. If you're going to do hip pocket training, sit down. You know, write out a five minute lesson plan or something of what you're going to go over and how you're going to go over it. But uh, I know I'm sure there's probably going to be a lot of, of word stories, a lot of terrible stories. But uh, to me, and in my opinion, this was I mean, it was just a shit show because it's one of the few times I went to training. And I literally walked out feeling like I'm going to get killed because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Anyway, uh, enjoy the podcast. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to be anonymous. All right. Anonymous. So I know exactly that's where I went wrong. Lieutenant, up. <laughs> as soon as you hear Lieutenant took one group, that's where I went wrong. I had like problem prom- Well, first I had problems prom flashbacks because he kept saying penetrate pull out you well just the tip it. there was one that was just the tip and then the other guys you gotta go full bore and i was so confused with that because it brought back some memories i didn't want i think that's called soaking but yeah, like yeah, yeah. some of us were born that way already. wait what what's, what's soaking <laughs> you guys don't know what soaking is google it later you'll love it <laughs> Urban dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me about it. What's soaking? Is that so, like the uh, Alabama pipeline or something? No. So, so soaking basically is, uh, I think it's a Mormon thing where. <gasps> is it? Because they don't want to. Let's ask. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Let, well, let me find my Mormon friend. The, that's where they wear the pajamas and they the underwear and they just. I don't know. Do what they, do they do you mean underwear on when they soak? Or is that just anal sex? These are your poopers. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Because you're, you're so urgent. So, like, what if you sneeze and you accidentally move? Are you still soaking? I don't know. I mean, maybe don't have a bunch of pepper there. I don't know. <laughs> really? Can you really go and soak without pepper around you? Come on now. Let's get some. Time to join the real life crew here. <laughs> that sounded like a horrible yeah, that's training. Lieutenant. Oh, yeah. All right. But you know I what? It is, it is interesting because especially when you talk about building clearings, room searches, things like that, there's always several schools of thought and everybody has their school of thought of what they think is best. And man, they will take that. Like they will die on that hill. In reality, there's more than one way to skin a cat, you know? And as long as everybody on your team is doing the same type of building, clearing, room clearing, whatever it is, but if it's active shooter, there's not really a lot of time to be slow about it, to poke around and, and just do the tip. I, in well, my I thought, I mean, you have, how do I say it? Uh, when you go slow, there are plenty of stories that are nightmares. Well, look at some of the latest exactly. Yeah, the, the latest between Florida media and things. Texas, you know, oh, we're just going to wait this out. And, uh, but on the, on the, I guess on this, the uh, opposite argument, you could go too fast. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the guy's behind you and 
but I understand where he's coming from because you you want to train the same like you yeah. said. So I know what you're doing. You know what I'm going to be mm-hmm. doing. But if Lieutenant Lieutenant Dan is teaching you one thing over here, and you have the range guy teaching yeah. you something different, and what if you don't cross? Yeah, that's and the next thing you know. He's running all the way in the room, and you're you're peeking your head in and popping back out. And, yeah. Well, he's also 100 right. Like even if you're just going to be making it up as you go along, at least take a few minutes and write down an outline of what you guys are going to be teaching. So you're or maybe saying. talk to each other. Hey, how do we do the building clearing? That's not that's not what we do here. Oh my bad. My bad. Yeah, communication. You can't communicate. Yeah, that doesn't. Just talk for five minutes beforehand. Let that soak, and then bring it back. (laughs) That was full circle. Yeah, he said something in the way way he said it, and we laughed about. He still doesn't know how to fucking clear a room. Yeah, and I mean, I, I he sounds like a seasoned guy. How the fuck do you get that far into your career? Like, does that not something they teach into the academy? And I'm not shitting on him necessarily, but I mean, I feel like that should be a thing in the academy is clearing rooms. I mean, I I could be wrong. Here, they used to teach it, but I guess it was a liability thing and too many people got hurt. But it was the uh, flying dive roll. So you just like do a dive roll into the room and come up. Preferably you're dual wielding. You were watching SWAT. (laughs) (laughs) That was hot fuzz. No, was, that's like the state police here oh. when they just run past a traffic car. To, oh, yeah, that is one of them. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I don't so, know. Maybe he can find some better training on his own to hopefully give him a direction. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing is just they, they, that whatever department that is, hopefully you can get together with them. And if you're listening to this podcast and just they got to get on the same page, it's like, Everybody's got their school of thought of what's right on building clearings and, and all that stuff. But as long as you're on the same page, you're safer than you if two guys are doing two different things. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Well, and the way we were taught, and I, I still to this day, I was like, ah, I could see some flaws with this was basically to kind of run the wall. Yeah. You know, yeah. Get in there, get in there quick. And, you know, you guys run opposite sides of the room. And you cover a lot of area, but I'm like, God, there's still a blind spot. But I mean, it just kind of is what it is. You know, rooms are kind of fucked up depending on what you got. So, yeah, there, I mean, you're definitely at the disadvantage no matter how you do it, I think. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, off. obviously. Yeah. And that was, you know, no, we're not going to get into Texas, but yeah. I know what you don't do. You don't wait 87 <laughs> minutes. I know that. Yeah. Um, That's that a story for another day is what that was what did you say i was a former chief with no experience yep yep i don't know man there was uh the pro here's the problem i have though is is this was one of those things i kind of sat back and i was like no there's gonna be like there it's gonna make sense at some point why they did what they did and then you know there's all these troopers there they fucking know better dps is supposed to be one of the highly trained organizations in the country if all these different departments there nobody is like hey we we got to do something you know it's just that was like everything went wrong on that call as far as like nobody took command of it and and a lot of responsibility does go on that chief i think but at some point somebody has to say all right because i've been on these big fucked up calls with a bunch of cops and you're like, you kind of do your job, what you think your job's going to be, and you expect somebody else to take the lead. And generally, somebody is. But in that circumstance, 
it doesn't appear anyone took the lead on that. And so you basically had, you know, a bunch of cops standing in the hallway for however long we're really, I get after they got shot backing off, I get that. But once you get shields and stuff, you got to come up with a team and make a dynamic entry, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know. I guess now we're getting off the rail, but you know, maybe they were thinking hostage. I don't know. And maybe hostage might maybe change things, but they weren't really talking to the guy. I don't know. It just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Training. 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 What's that? Good point. Well, I think that's, it's like anything. That's the first thing that gets cut from a budget. Mm -hmm. So we got an email tonight from uh, someone here in the United States that, is, that narrows it down. Uh, well, yeah, I'm trying to do it on purpose. Southeastern, <laughs> the southeastern <laughs> United States. Um, his department didn't give him any training. He's brand new on the road. He's got zero training. He found us, and he's been going through the training and self-funding it. He's like, I'm going to take every one of your courses over some time because they just said, "Good fucking luck and get out there," and that's pretty damn ridiculous. Well, how scary is it that? It used to be. I don't know if they changed it, but there were 39 states in the in the United States that you could be out on the street and have no training at all for up to a year before you even have to go to the academy. And so that's kind of scary, too. And that's where those small departments pull in guys and, yeah. because they can't afford to do most mm-hmm. see if he works out. Let's see. Yeah, let's just see how it works out before we hopefully. You know, I the last podcast I did, we talked about the different types of academies like as far as you know the call college type or like the um stress uh, academies the stress academies the military type academies and and i i made the statement that i was curious like if we went back and broke down okay the dumb shit that's happened to cops or, or no what did i said i said the 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 examples where cops really fucked up I'd be really curious to look and say what kind of academy they went through. But I think we could back that up even more and say, were they in a state where you were on the road for a year before you went, or that's how they, you know, that kind of thing happened. Because I I think over that course of a year with, you know, minimal training before you go to the academy, you could create a lot of fucking bad habits that even in the academy, that you couldn't get fixed. What did you say though? A lot of case law. <laughs> oh yeah, a ton of case law. I I don't know how that's a thing, man. And I don't know. I get it. You know, departments. What do you do? You're waiting on academy to start, and you need people in the street, and people need days off. I don't know. There there has to be a better way than what we're doing. I think in, in some of these small areas, and like a lot of people. Sorry, I'm going to go on a little rant here, but a lot of people are like, I don't understand why police departments, you know, why these 10 man police departments exist, why these four man police departments exist. And the reason that I would give you is because communities want control on their law enforcement. Yeah. Right. Like, I I don't see that being an issue. Now, the problem with that is maybe these communities, you know, don't know how to fund a police department don't know how to have a police department. I guess that could be problematic, but it's it's like the same as states' rights, right? Communities want to be able to pick and choose who the cops are in their own communities instead of, you know, troopers or deputies or whatever would be the case. So I don't know. I but, think there's, 
there's no, something to, to uh, if you have your own police department, you're probably going to find officers that are more invested. You know, if you've got one big metro unit or something like that, and you're, you know, you get sent off to little, you know, tiny town up here north, are you going to have anything invested in it if you don't live there, if you don't aren't near there, if you don't have some kind of uh, connection to it? I, it? You can just transfer out later on, you know, I I see why, why as a city, you would want people that are your own police department. I think you see that because you're going to have the community involvement. You're serving the community that you're there for. Um, sure. We we actually, in, in talking about, you know, smaller apartments, we had, and I, I'll use another story, an example. We had a, a student that uh, comes from a smaller apartment. Um, was it five guys? Yeah. 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 So he comes from a five-man department, and they're they're starving for training. And, uh, you know, we worked to, you know, help them out. So they were able to get it. And, but their budget was what? $500 for the whole year. Yeah. For everybody. For everybody. $500 budget for their whole department. And you're, you're not going to be able to keep up with officers, especially with today's themes. You know, we want more de-escalation. We have to know how to communicate with um, I use Utah as an example. They're required to have 16 hours of de-escalation and dealing with uh, um, mental health issues. Annual now, they have to have 16 hours of that. So, how do you how do you put that in when you have to also do firearms? You know, evoc, uh, arrest techniques. You know, case law, equity, equity. <laughs> so, don't say but, equity. I'm going to get mad about commas <laughs> again. But. Uh, you know, I think when you, you know, they want to, and I'm going on my soapbox, they wanted to fund, but they said, we need better trained officers. They, their academy's not long enough, but you wanted to fund. And the first thing you want when the funding is you want to have the same amount of cops on the street and you want them better trained, but you don't realize you can't have both ways. And, you know, you can just look around our country in the last couple of years of some large departments that are in chaos just with manpower issues and everything because of this cutting budgets. And now they're wondering why, you know, it used to take you five minutes to get here, but now it takes you two hours and, you know, 50 minutes to get to the same call. And I don't understand why, you know, it's not supposed to be this way, but. You get what you want. Yep. Is it lonely up there on your pedestal? My pedestal yeah. as I eat grapes. <laughs> <for the pens>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and that's the big thing is, you know, a lot of it comes down to money and, and that's, why you find that the you know because generally i don't think most cops do things on purpose out of you know spite or hate or whatever i think a lot of it is just a lack of training and spontaneity so yeah well yeah and just they don't they don't know the difference of this or that and that could be because they haven't gone to the academy that could be because their academy was only 10 weeks and half of that was covering just duis or i don't know what the hell of some There's of the academies. State troopers right yeah. State troopers. Well, that's a three-week course on just how to put on a hat, and it's even things are rough. But you wash your car properly. It's there's there's not a lot of money to go around for training, and and, but it's obvious that I agree that we do need better trained officers, and and we should always be going to training. Even though I know some people hate going to training, but it's the only way you make your your job a profession. You know, if it's just the accessibility, and that's something that we've focused on. Yeah, if only there was training that was funny and engaging and like kept you entertained. If only we knew how to subliminally put in a cue for that. (laughs) (laughs) 
we gotta learn we gotta teach equity training that's our next one. Oh, good god uh, <laughs> then you guys will be rich that's how we shut everybody up everybody why, are we getting anybody <laughs> why does everyone hate us why is everyone sending us ftp <laughs> that's my favorite recent post yeah yeah that's always fun you know i i was going to add something to this training thing I I'll I'll raise my hand and say I didn't do a whole lot of outside training, and I I was thinking about why I didn't. And I, when the Sarge, you know, at the review, the one time a year they'd be like, "Hey, you gonna go to any training this year?" I'd say, "No, nah, I just kind of like learning on the street." But I did go to one training class. It was an FTO training class when I was I was basically a rookie. My first sergeant was like, "Hey, what do you want to do in?" you know, on this department, I said, I don't know, maybe in a few years, I would like to go to the F, uh, I'd like to be an FTO. So the next week I was in the FTO class and <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. And it, it kind of turned me off of being an FTO. And I kind of wish I would have taken that class later in my career, but it just, I was like, ah, oh, this sucks. I'm not fucking doing this. And then I, I never became an FTO. So I, I don't want to say like, that's the reason I did it a whole lot. Didn't go to a whole lot of outside training, but it just a lot of the outside training, it seemed not accessible. Like it seemed like it would be a pain in the ass. Like it was never close by or it was like, you know, I'd have to trade days and it was a big pain in the ass. And uh, to give you guys a free plug here is it's nice that training is kind of evolved where you can just kind of fucking do it on your own time and not have to worry about, you know, fucking your days off or or whatever. So I, I do like that. But and, and that's exactly the the goal. Um, we've all been in a situation, and I can speak. I'm comfortable speaking for everybody's room, especially Aaron puts in for everything. Um, you know, we it's you you don't get it because of we don't have enough coverage. Uh, it's not in the budget right now. Uh, maybe next year we'll see it next year. And You've already got two you, hours of training. This yeah, year. you already went to two hours of training on, and so you you know you're covered for this year. Um. And that was, that was our goal is, you know, we made it easy, accessible. It's up to date. It's current. You know, it, that's one thing we pride ourselves on, you know, as, as detectives, you know, especially our investigation, even our patrol part. Um, we want everybody to have knowledge. So when you go to a scene and you know what you're doing and you're not kind of sitting there saying, okay, I think this is the right way to do it. You actually know. So we were so frustrated with not getting training. We decided no, to true. give everybody the bird and build our own company. Yeah. That's true. Well, yeah, I'm really frustrated <laughs> with that. But, you know. I can't believe I got turned down 28 times this year. This week. This week. Yes. This That's week. me at the bar. <laughs> just because all my trainings in Key West, Florida, and Hawaii. I don't know why this is happening. <laughs> why won't they send me to Switzerland? What's the hell? You know? <laughs> it only costs, you know. Thirty-eight thousand Deutsch marks. Is that the Swedish? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say to to add on to this training thing. Here's what my department would do, and it was a huge turnoff for me. But uh, I would I watched this happen a couple times. So somebody would go up and ask for training or say, "Hey, I want to put in for this," and the sarge would say, "How many tickets did you write?" Yeah. And that is what they would base it on is who would get go to training is they say, well, 
you know, you didn't you didn't write a whole lot of tickets this month. And so, you know, you can't go or you know, last year you didn't write that many tickets. Oh, That's, That's a, a fucking problem. You know, it's oh, it's not a quota, you know, and they would say, well, it's, you know, because the tickets have uh, it's like attached to the training budget. Right. So if, if you're if you're writing tickets and you're helping with training, that is fucking goddamn motherfucking horseshit. If your department relies on tickets for anything, you're doing it wrong. I got in an argument with somebody on the Internet. I don't care if that's the way things are done by some departments. It's fucking stupid. As a citizen, a police department, if they're like, oh, we got to write some more tickets so we can go to training. That is not the way it should be done. It's not a business. And it shouldn't be run that way. Mm. And I. I think departments and city governments can be more efficient with their money for sure. I get that, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. So fucking train your cops. I've always thought for a long time, can I go on more rants? I can go on more rants because it's my podcast. Yeah. It's very entertaining. All right. So when I worked in the private sector, I, I ran mall security. We've talked about it and without fail, I never had enough people on the staff and I get it. It's a business. And I always thought to myself, fuck, if I could just have one extra guy all the time, then I would never be short, which I know, I know this is like flawed logic, but what I want to use the example for is if police departments could budget for one more person or like a part-timer or something, if it's a smaller, just to cover for fucking training, that would be amazing, right? But how like the the fucking guy we played on the recording, he doesn't get to go to training and he doesn't know how to clear his room or clear a room, not his room. He should be able to clear his room. But he doesn't know how to clear a room and he's out on the streets doing the job. That is very fucking problematic and these big cities to podunk towns need to fucking train their cops better. And we don't need equity training 16 hours a year. We don't need dealing with crisis people 16 hours a year. Because you know what they do? They replay the same fucking videos. I've watched Is It Epilepsy like 84 times. (laughs) I've yet to encounter an epileptic on a call that I had to beat up. You know what happened is some guy beat up some epileptic guy. On a call, and now we're all paying for it throughout the country. One fucking dumbass, uh, one fucking Martian did something, and we're all paying for it. Absolutely. But we don't know how to clear rooms. Well, the thing is, at least he went to training. How many departments don't even get the room clearing training? Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, we need need 28 new breaching tools. (laughs) (laughs) Should I play another audio clip of a training horror story? Yes, yes. I like these. Okay. I literally have not listened to this one, so we're shooting from the hip here. Hopefully it's good. No pressure. Hey, buddy. Wade here, checking in. So on the topic of training issues, my past agency, still to this day, actually, from what I'm told, clings to the fact when a trespassing call comes in and the reporting party business or whatnot does not want to aid in prosecution. They do not want any criminal nature taken. They just want the subject moved along. 
the agency implemented a trespass letter because they like paperwork. So there was one copy that went to the station, one copy that went to the reporting party, one copy that went to uh, the trespasser, and then so you had multiple copies you're handing out. FTOs in training were telling their boots, hey, tell him they're detained so you can go fill out the form. Even though we found out that the person is not being criminally trespassed, they're just being told, leave, don't come back for X amount of time. Complete, blatant Fourth Amendment violation right there. Yet, when argued with the city's legal advisor, he saw no problem with the administrative side that it helps the police with the documentation. God damn it, I hate that shit so much. So he's going to make me think about communists again. Do you guys have those where you work the stupid trespass letters? We were just laughing about it because it got instituted, what, like a year ago? <laughs> but usually you have to have a uh, a victim, though, so to say, the business, right? Yeah. So Well, our trespass letters, your victim or the, the business will come to us prior to fill it all out so it's on file. Yeah, so, so we have a victim. Not so much just detaining somebody because yeah, I guess ours is a little bit different. It's like a pre a pre uh, prosecution. Like, hey, you find anybody on, we're we're gonna go for it. Yeah, um, but it does create some extra paperwork for us. Um, you know, and and I don't have an issue necessarily with that because, for example, and and just if you're in a part of the country you don't know what this is, let me I'll just kind of explain it a little bit. And I'm sure it's a little different in different places, but. So I know a lot of cities have these trespass notices and basically you, you fill this out. And so somebody knows they cannot be on this property anymore. And, you know, the department keeps a record of it. The business keeps a record of it kind of thing. So what I don't actually mind that much is like an apartment complex where they don't always have staff on scene or on location rather is they'll say, Hey, we don't, you know, if, if people don't live here kind of thing, we have problems with vagrants or whatever. You guys can trespass them from our property. We give you the authority of the police department to do that. I have an issue with just giving them a piece of paper, like an administrative thing, because it's not a crime. I think it needs to be attached to and charge them with trespassing. Right. It, which they should have signs up and, you know, maybe they broke into doors or whatever it may be. Right. I just think paper is not a sustainable practice and you're killing trees. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I forgot about the trees. God, yeah, I was going to say, you're California showing there for a second, dude. Yeah. You can ride your pedal bike 60 miles away. I tried to say it with a straight face. <laughs> so, but here's what would happen, though. So, like that, I don't have a huge issue with as long as the businesses are on board. Or, like, when you get called to a trespassing and they say, hey, we don't want to press charges. Can you? we want to do a trespass note. Okay, that's fine. But if if we're not pressing charges, this call is over with, okay. right? Yeah. I have no, like, there's no crime if there's no victim kind of thing. And if the dude takes off, I'm not going to force the issue kind of thing. And I, I just, I'm telling you guys right now, I foresee that being some dumb fucking criminal issue is like how he's describing is somebody's going to detain somebody over uh, a civil piece of paper and it's going to become a big fucking deal. Now I say that, and you may, depending on how the laws are written in your state, you might have some reasonable grounds because you don't need a victim for trespassing to, depending on what kind of trespass it is. 
and it's more of a civil order crime, I guess, but I would just be really fucking careful with that shit. I think there's definitely some some legal issues with detaining somebody to fill out a piece of paper. I think it's fucking stupid and you're asking for it. Jamie looks My like two cents. dying to say something. Oh, I'm just kind of I'm laughing a little bit because when we cite people, we give them a piece of paper. Which is not sustainable. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I was also in my head, I was t- I was running through the scenario of uh I'm telling the victim, quote unquote, that uh, we're not gonna do anything uh because they don't want to press charges. So the suspect starts rocking off and then the victim decides that they want to press charges, so I have to chase the guy down, <laughs> you know. And, I was, you know, kind of a clusterfuck of a situation that I guarantee will happen at some point. Guaranteed. Yeah, but I think you, I don't know, you still have more then. Yeah, it's, all right, so since we're here, let's just talk about it. I, I, I don't like necessarily when businesses call us to be their security kind of thing, where it's like, hey, we don't want to do anything about this, but I want you to move this guy along. God forbid you. To someone, I'll say what now? God forbid you've got to talk to someone and like be an adult. Yeah, Not right. With a business owner. With a business yeah. owner. Now, I I'll add a caveat to that. And I got a good example of this. So there was a coffee shop in my beat where, you know, it's not to be. I don't want to be sexist or misogynistic, but it's basically like college age girls in this really bad neighborhood work at this coffee shop. And they had an issue with a guy that um, they were going to ask to leave, but they wanted us around in case he started being an asshole. I don't necessarily have a problem with that, right? It's like it's like a civil standby or like when you go to one of these verbal DVs, that's not a crime. You're just going to make sure it doesn't escalate. Oh, that's I have I, I have no issue with that, like because they're going to take care of it. They just want you there basically to for peace of mind which may may not be possible depending on call load and stuff like that i don't have an issue with that i think that's a good community caretaking type type thing but you know when they call and they don't really want to take active part in it kind of deal that makes you know i have no authority to tell somebody to leave a business kind of thing right and i've seen where that gets officers in trouble where I know of a story where uh, very informally a cop was in a restaurant and a clerk had told him, hey, this person's not making me feel comfortable. And so the officer went and asked this person to leave and it turned into this big fucking ordeal, right? Remember, like you, you have to act within your authority. You don't work for the businesses. On the same hand, I don't like and to go on a, a separate, total different rant is, you know, we were told not to arrest trespassers, which I'm okay with, but I was like, well, what if they don't leave? Like somebody wants to press charges, you drop a, a piece of paper on them for a court date later, and they say, well, we're not going to leave, or they don't leave. And they said, well, just write them another ticket. And I said, no, that's not how this should work. They should go to jail in that circumstance. Well, you can't arrest trespassers. So I'm just going to write them a ticket, lay it on them, and leave? They're like, well, we can't be the business's bouncers. They called us for a crime. They're fucking taxpayers for the city. Like, how fucking stupid are you? 
I, I don't know. It it seems like it makes sense in my mind how this shit should work, but cities can't figure it out. But maybe I'm the asshole. I don't know. No, it's because you have too many chiefs at the top that won't, you know, no, we don't want to make it a hard time. Well, we need to. I don't want to do it that way. And then it all comes down and then we're stuck with it. It's not our problem. Nope. Not our problem. Not our problem. Um, yeah, somebody else can handle that. Yeah, I know, you know, the trespassing shit is is tricky. And I know like businesses don't have time to be going to court for trespassers and shit. But you know, if you report a crime, it's like anything, you gotta be a fucking active part in it. Um hire security to usher people off. I don't know. I don't so, know. We've got a large retail store in our city. And what what's that? It's a million dollars a year they expect lost. Uh, no, it was more than that because they were expecting uh, up to upwards of $200,000 a month is acceptable losses. Yeah. So they've, they've written in loss to their overhead. That's why I can't afford shit. <laughs> That's why the prices are so hot. <laughs> it's beyond frustrating, man. You know, and it opens this whole cycle. You're right. Like nothing's affordable. Like nobody talks about that. Like everybody's like inflation, this and whatever. It's like, you know, you know, that is a perfect fucking example is stores expect so much fucking loss from shoplifting. And I bet that... you California is even more. They just look at them. They just yeah. literally standing next to them as they're pulling stuff off the shelves and just walk out. Would you like a bag for that? So... Well, you get fired if you stop them. You guys got me all fucking worked up again. Well, we just came up with your next podcast idea that we're going <laughs> to Oh, yeah? What's that? Well, probably we should do a People of Walmart stories one. <laughs> oh, my God. That's more than a Pro hour. tip. Pro tip. If you don't want a drug arrest, don't arrest a shoplifter. Yeah. Just yeah. True. to take that even a step further if you don't want a drug arrest don't drive through the walmart parking lot because <laughs> they're gonna throw themselves at you yeah i there was a a target in the jurisdiction i work and Perfect. damn without fail every single shoplifter there seemed to be a fucking heroin addict and you know, if they had a warrant, you took them to jail, you might as well just start fucking typing an affidavit because once those socks come out, you're getting fucking heroin out of there. You have anything on you that you can't bring to the jail? Nope, nope. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> now my feelings are hurt. You lied to me. You lied, sir. I we can't believe people lie to us. These are my pants, yeah. It's not my socks. Let's do another one. Let's play another one. <laughs> Jamie was clapping with his like claw hand catched. My strong hand was clapping. Right. Grab my more... I thought I had well, there's one that um disappeared into the abyss. Like really into the abyss. I can't find it even on my phone. I I don't know if anybody else notices this, but Instagram is fucking awful. Like, I'll go to the messages to try and find an old message. Because I, what I do, because I'm disorganized and this makes sense in my head, is I will screenshot something important so I can go look at it later. And so when I have free time, I'll go through my screenshots and I'll try and message people back or whatever. And I'll go to type in somebody's name 
on Instagram and it pulls up everybody with the same name except for that person, even though I talked to them a week ago. There's they put a man on the moon. You can't organize my messages, Instagram. What the fuck? Well, maybe if Elon was in charge of it. Can't concentrate long enough to uh, work it out. I guess not. Gotta scroll um, all right. So here's actually one of the, the first <laughs> messages I got about this was their training horror story was police one. Why would you think that? We've had police departments talk about that horror story. So we just uh, signed up for this three-year contract, and we just started off the training, and we can't get out of it, and it's horrible. Yeah. Oh, you got five minutes of good interviewing between two people sitting at a table? True. Or that's a one-hour training? So back in the 80s, when I was a cop, this is how we did it. And, and we gonna, should still be able to do it that way. And I'm going to tell you all about it and yeah. show you my highlight yeah, reel. Tie. Remember the ties you used to wear that were like six inches wide at the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> they wore the speed ties. And a, and a brown coat. Brown coat. Corduroy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's really he's really living off a of Buck Savage, man. Yeah. <laughs> what a sellout. Uh, so this person continued on with their police one. But for real, after Uvalde, my soon-to-be-old agency put out Police One Active Killer Training. The first bold point was how officers should have rifles. Guess what agency does not provide every officer with a rifle or rifle course? (laughs) Hey, but you got the training now. You're good. You're good to go. Well, you just got to hold your arms in a particular fashion. The training's more for, for the air legal yeah. ramifications. We say we train. They're more like guidelines. And that's it. Like, that is the fucking problem. Yep. For anybody on the outside, this is what we deal with. The training isn't to make better cops. It's to say that you trained somebody in this to... Check a box. Check a box. Not it's ours, fucking though. ridiculous. Well, I don't know. Your equity training and communism training was really just, good. Wait a damn minute. That was the people's training, first of all. The people's <laughs> training. The, people's <laughs> the Democratic Republic of <laughs> insert jurisdiction. So this is a pretty funny one that got sent in. Day shift FTO. God, this is so funny. Not allowed to drive east in the morning hours because it was too sunny. <laughs> That's a fucking salty dog right it? there. How do you die? Just keep driving west till you hit the line and then wait till sun goes down. Is that, is that like the people that don't like, like making left hand turns so they make three right hand turns so they can? Oh, I'm, I hate making left hand turns. Like if there's a gas station on the left hand side, I'm like, nope, we just got to wait for one on the right. <laughs> There'll be one eventually, and there never is. That's the only one with the slurpy machine. Man. You get a in the afternoon, coffee. I can drive east, and it'll be on the right. We're good. I got slush We're not the same. They went, into, uh, they went on to say, if there were more than 30 miles on the cruiser before 9 a.m., we had to park it for at least an hour. That's money. I, you know, when I was on graveyard shift, my goal 
was to get over a hundred miles. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's see here. Didn't didn't happen, but all the time. Uh, let's see. He would take his meal bra- break at home, but I wasn't allowed to come inside. I had to sit in the cruiser. <laughs> Drive that car away, man. Sitting here and eat your baloney sandwich. I'll be inside. And the That's only allowable. Oh, no. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no. He didn't like him. That's why he made him sit in the car. Uh, the uh, only allowable traffic stop was for red light violation or an expired plate. That's the only two you need, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't see any others. Are, are, there, are there other violations? Anything else is just a warning in my book. <laughs> I mean, why would you get out of the parking lot? If you have a good excuse, mm-hmm. everything's a warning. <laughs> oh, your fourth grandfather died? Okay. Oh, you were getting roadhead and your foot hit the accelerator? That was be more the, careful, son. <laughs> be more careful. That was the best ATL. We had one of those that went out a couple years ago for uh, roadhead. <laughs> are they looking at dude's car? That's my question. Why are they hating? Yeah, yeah. why judge? That's just jealousy. Just because they're in a you know, positive relationship. <laughs> well, unless it's was he still car. driving good yeah. though? Unless it's a police Wait, car. Was that a cop or was it what is it? If it's a police car, yeah, it's probably a bad idea. Then it's a bad, bad situation. Some was it a Tennessee police car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm really trying to stop making the jokes, but they're just, it's too easy. They just keep coming and coming and coming. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard not to. That's what she said. Um, (laughs) No force plan. All right, so I got another FTO story. Worst FTO ever told me in complete seriousness and not in a hazing or joke at all, that she thought I had Asperger's <laughs> and th- that I'm socially awkward. And that's probably the reason I don't have a girlfriend. All right. First of all, I feel, Wait, that's funny. I feel actually like, that's, that's really funny. That, that is funny, but I feel it's funny. Oh, man. Boy, oh, that would be the next four weeks of FTO got to be awkward or that one. Mm-hmm. Well, it went on to say, keep in mind that this is the same FTO that would give me a one for safety if the wind was blowing in my mic during a traffic stop and dispatch had to ask me to repeat oh. and told me to take the tent poles from a homeless person who is sleeping in the desert and told me to stand in the doorway when dealing with a suicidal subject in case they try to run out. Are you going to catch them? I thought we were supposed to penetrate the door. Isn't that, didn't we learn that from the last training guy? The guy that didn't room penetrate. Well, that's why he took the tent poles, so he could keep them erect. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, there's some, uh, some crazy FTOs out there. Yeah, there are. I have all the power now. But I think, I, I mean, when you're looking at training, uh, you can talk about, like, a big class training and all that stuff, but... <laughs> You're probably going to find the bigger horror stories with your FTOs, and not oh, yeah. that they're bad trainers, but after a while, some of those guys just get annoyed with you, and you get annoyed with them, and then it's like too like, why are you still breathing? So yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. What does your mustache look like? That I hate it. 
That's why you don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs>
He didn't know anything. I don't know why he was in the academy. I, Not to go on a rant, but I feel like sometimes people in these bigger departments, they kind of have their eyes on these special assignments, and that's what the only thing they do. Their whole career is work towards those special assignments, and they don't actually ever become cops during that entire time. You know, like, I, there's people with, like, three years on at the academy now. That's fucking insane to me. I don't know if you guys have had any experiences like that. Yeah. Well, one, Ooh, let me tell you something. <laughs> so, I've realized one thing. Number one, did you see he did the no disrespect? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Before, that. yeah. So hey. that, in, so you I did, that was unintentional. For... unintentional. <laughs> but it comes naturally. See, that's how, and then everybody's like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I get it. He also threw, and I don't want to go on a rant right before he goes on a rant. Yeah. It's a good cue. Was, I, I had yeah. a sergeant at my academy. I, it was a larger agency on the East Coast. We had our own uh, in, in-house academy, our own academy. Um, we had an instructor. I was a lateral into that agency, and he hated laterals. And he made our lives miserable. And we had a guy who came from, uh, from Cleveland PD. He came to the department from there. And uh, he was uh, pissed off that we they were pushing so many people through the academy. We didn't even have a classroom. We we had the half side of the cafeteria with the pool doors is where we would basically go when we had our time. And he was pissed off at us. And we had to write a 500 word essay on why we want, why we were there. Why we suck so bad. <laughs> so he just wrote one for the whole class and basically like, why am I here? Well, you know, it's, you know, people say being a lateral is bad, but I always think it's it's better than being a leopard. And he went on a rant and all the other instructors of the academy read it. They were laughing. And the next morning we were in, uh, in formation lined up and he came out. And none of us, we were all running the parking lot. None of us would have made it through formation at that point. And uh, he uh, come to find out he would take his uh, time and I guess pick certain female uh uh, recruits and start calling them at home on off hours, seeing how they were doing. Oh, and, so you're jealous? Yeah. Well, I mean, he had game. <laughs> he did have game. You're mad you didn't get the phone call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he was one of those. I always call him the, you know, the, uh, the hero. And you kind of find out once you get out of the academy, he wasn't what he said he was, and uh, acted like he was prior military. And found out he never was in the military, and he would uh, get redeployed into our district and just be, like you said, just a crappy officer and, you know, just all the way around. So definitely understand that. And I guess he got a talking to about him calling female recruits in the evenings. So I guess a few of them were uncomfortable with him calling and checking on them. And they weren't even like his, his, his recruits. He was just offering to be a study partner. He was just, partner. you know, taking them care of them, you know, making sure they make it through. With all due respect. Yeah, yeah, with all <laughs> I'm worried about them. I'm worried about them. Yeah, I, I just want to point out, not everybody that's bad gets assigned to the training unit. Some of them are hurt. <laughs> Is that because that's you're true. hurt? <laughs> that's but true. I will say this. You're not permanently assigned. <laughs> yeah. Saying, One day I want to get back. Temporarily. Maybe. You know, and I wouldn't have an issue if, like, somebody went out to these units and had, like, a passion about teaching the cops but i i just a lot of the people in the academy not all of them 
by by no means not all of them, but a good percentage of them never really impressed me as a cop. And now they're out teaching people how to be cops. And it's like, I, I think that may be a problem with the bigger agencies because it, I would just assume if you went to like, I don't even know. I don't know how smaller agencies do what they do or, or how they do training and stuff if they do training. But if you went outside to do training, you wouldn't know if your instructor was a slug or not. But if you have people inside, you know, even if you never worked with them, you'd be, you know, people would be like, oh, yeah, that guy was on my team, you know, two years ago. He was the worst fucking cop you've you've ever met. You know, I, I think not to go on a rant, but I'm going to go on a rant. <laughs> With all, due with, with all due respect, <laughs> um, I, like a guy like me, and and I can see the errors of my way now, but I I just kind of believed the only way to be a cop was to be a street cop, and I I, with exceptions, like there there's like the the specialty units that like actually go out and arrest people and stuff and are hard chargers, but like. I always was really suspicious of people that were really trying to get into non-enforcement roles as quick as possible. You know, it just, and, and, and I'm not even like really even talking about detective too. Like the bigger departments, they all have all these fucking fluff jobs that some civilian should, should be in, but somehow cops have the job. And it's yeah. like, why, why are you a fucking cop? Why did you take the job? If that's what you want to do now, to be completely fair, I was probably being an asshole about it. And I think, you know, for people that are burned out, maybe that's a good thing. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I off base here? I I, I, I always come up with the theory is sometimes people are afraid to be a patrol officer. And they try to get off the street as fast as they can and hide themselves in those positions like you talk about. Not in all cases. Some of them don't like to shift work. And they'll just go to, hey, I know I'm going to be on days working in the station and, you know, or eat swing shifts in the station. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, a few of them, I was kind of glad to see them go into those positions. So I didn't have to worry about them being my backup. Um, well, yeah, and so, generally speaking, that's 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 what it is. You're like, oh, good. They're off the street. Yeah, sweet. Ooh, I don't um, have to deal with her anymore. You know, there's a, there's a few, but it and. I would take from from my point of view, detectives kind of out of that that realm because it's a whole so different. That's world. personal. Well, <laughs> with all okay, listen, no disrespect here, man. But... <laughs> no, but I, I think that if if you're doing your job right in any of those types of specialty units, and I'm not talking like a uh, somebody who's like the community engagement you know, something like that. I'm talking ones that do enforcement. They're all pretty much hoping to do the best job they can, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I doubt people try and go into detectives or try and go into the motor unit or try and go into narcs or whatever it is to hide. Um, it's the ones that are going to be, you know, I'm, I'm the, uh, I'm in charge of putting in the paper towels. Um, <laughs> you, you don't even know what that's I like. I contact all the community yeah. groups in our whole city. I was able to save us three cents a purchase <laughs> by going to this different brand. We don't need Charmin. With all due respect, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Not to go on a rant, but do you know how many plies are in? So you're talking about the equity liaison. I'm not talking about anybody if they're in that unit and they're listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I like station bitches. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about anybody, man. Of course, I'm not taking training. Let's yeah, be honest. Well, that's true. Yeah, no. No, I, yeah, I, it's... Go ahead. I don't, I don't know. I just... It... And part of me is like... I, I feel like some of those jobs that are like the fake jobs, why are we giving those to like rookies? Right? Like, hey, this dude's been on for 15 years and he's fucking burnt out. Let's give him a fucking break. Let him put the paper towels in for a little bit, you know? You know, why why are the new people going for that, for that shit? And I, I get it. Like, you want to chase your passions, but I just... I... I know of a story where somebody got forced into being an SRO, which, you know, is, is a challenging job depending on where you're at, which, you know, you do do some police work there, but it's not the same as being a street cop. And they were kind of forced into that. Uh, I, I think they'd been on the road for maybe six months. And here's what happens though, is people get into those positions and we'll just use the example. And we know it happens everywhere about the person that goes to a special assignment with a year on the road. They do that special assignment for four or five years, and then they promote to like a road sergeant where they never really got their footing as a cop. And now, (laughs) again, a story as old as time. Oh, shit. No disrespect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> is this does it hit close to home? Okay. Did this All hit right. close to home? Did I offend somebody? Maybe it hit it a little close. So a uh, certain agency that we are familiar with, uh, part of their policy is if you promote to sergeant and you're in a specialty unit, you will go back to patrol as a sergeant because that's where you learn how to be a supervisor. So there's a certain individual that may be in this room. <laughs> but you had road experience you know, prior to that, right? how many people right? are rewinding to find out which one this is? <laughs> I'm going to go back to the beginning. I back to the beginning. Oh, I know. One of but, the idiots said it. But you have time on. Yeah. yeah. Like, not like, not like a year on the road and then three years in some special assignment and then as a road sergeant. You know what I'm saying? I do I do know some departments will require you to have like three years patrol experience before you can apply for a sergeant or a supervisor role. Um, I agree with that. And I agree with you. I, you got it. The backbone of, of a department is is patrol. I mean, you deal with everything. You're the first one to deal with everything. You learn it all. You learn from the, the trespassing paperwork at a Walmart to uh <laughs> to a homicide scene you're going to be dealing with it all so it's i i i think it is good i don't like the idea of somebody with you know six months on goes learns how to sit in a station and you know fill in you know lawyers coming in trying to get accident reports to chase ambulances and i can tell you this though kind of digesting a little bit backwards um anybody who gets into sros god bless you yeah because i don't have to deal with it um, because in a previous agency I worked in, we got rid of our SOs because of budget mm-hmm. and we put them back on a pro, uh, patrol. And, uh, in my district, I had the high school and the junior high. So you were there that, all the time. And I was there <laughs> out of my 10 hour shift. I was there like eight hours dealing with the stupidest stuff. And 
So God bless you, SROs. You guys are great. Take our training. <laughs> With all due respect, not to go on a rant. But in the rapport building. Rapport building would help, yes, for sure. <laughs> Actually, that's a, that's even that 15-year-old guy that, you know, like ends up changing the paper towels mm-hmm. probably needs to take rapport building. Probably more so. Yeah. Meh. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> Change the shit yourself. <laughs> Don't know how to do it. We have beautiful guys in my old apartment that were sworn. All they would make sure is that, you know, you had the stuff in the, your trunk, like flares and stuff, which we never had. But hey, make sure they had it. And here's a here's a training horror story. Um, and I'll, I'll do it just as a quick uh, PSA, uh, public service announcement. But if you guys do EVOC training, take your flares out of your trunk. <laughs> they will start the car on fire. <laughs> I've heard that one before. Yeah, we uh, we burned down a car uh, because of the flares on Crown yeah. Vic. It, yeah. I, I have pictures of it. What? Yeah, you burned what? a Crown Vic, yeah. you sons it of was, bitches. It was some electrical thing in the trunk. Uh huh. Sure, it was. I got pictures of that thing from the back burning up. <laughs> so, and then I had the picture where the dude threw the at the Home Depot underneath the car and the muzzle top cocktail. Yeah, with my people's cocktail. That was my rookie that drove right up to the front door and we just waited for. Maybe it. if you were a better FTO, that was my problem. I wasn't yeah. a good FTO. Why? Because you <laughs> couldn't drive east in the morning. Mm-hmm. Couldn't drive east in the morning if I drove more than fifty miles out of park the car. Or get right at the Home Depot. Beating it at that point. <laughs> So I, I need to clarify something I said earlier because I don't want to trigger or offend anybody with all due respect. <laughs> but by the way, I think I know the title of the podcast, but <laughs> I don't like I don't necessarily like I know that my my career path was patrol and I get people have other interests. I, I get that. Right. I'm more talking about the the people that don't do actual cop work, why they're not on patrol and then they promote and then they're totally fucked because they don't know how to be a cop at all kind of thing. Is that better? So we're not offended. I worked with a a guy. He was lazy as hell. He would take like a stolen auto report and milk that thing for like six, seven hours. And we'd always have to go into his freaking beat and try to cover his calls. And we drove past the once on a a code call and he was just sitting in the parking lot of a, in front of a Safeway. And when we got back in the locker room, I, I kind of, I, I may have used some inappropriate words, started it with all due respect. Oh, then you're good. No, we're fine. But, uh, and just told him, I said, you're lazy. You know, you leave everybody else hanging. And he just was calm as anything. He shut his locker, looked at me. He's like, and I make as much as you do. And he walked right out. And I was nothing I could say. <laughs> <laughs> nothing I could say. Here's some ointment for that burn. <laughs> Because he was he was absolutely right. And I think a lot of times departments don't address those issues is what it comes down to. So you know, in 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 prior times, in the good old days, I'd be like, what the fuck? But and it I don't know, I go back and forth on this because I, I definitely I think unintentionally, and people shouldn't, but some people are impressionable and I have a voice, so I have to be careful with what I say, I think you gotta be, I have to be somewhat responsible about it, but you know, I, these places, certain parts of the country, I would give that guy a high five. Yeah. Fuck these people, man. They can wait. Is that the right attitude to have? I don't know. Probably not, but you know, at least where I worked when you could work and there was no issue with working, 
and you're 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 just fucking your coworkers, fuck you, you know. I agree with you hundred percent. Now, are you talking Tennessee fucking? Or leave that poor girl alone. She's been through enough. <laughs> She's the victim here. <laughs> Anne's page, who we can. Honestly, if she I started, her, I would. Yeah. I, she'd have she would have a million dollars sitting in her bank tomorrow if she did it. Because yep. people want to know what all the fuss is about. It, that's exactly what yep. it is. I well, yeah, I'll do a month worth, <laughs> and then you never, you never. And never delete it. Next thing you know, your wife's like, yeah. "What is this? What is this recurring?" No, no, no. It's all about ceiling fans. <laughs> it's, 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 you know how we? Yeah, we, we got talked about remodeling. Remember, we talked about remodeling the house. <laughs> Don't look oh. at it. Don't look at it. Don't look it up. <laughs> if you love me, you won't. <laughs> you know what? With all due respect, <laughs> I don't think you trust me. All right, so we got a few more, a few more um, training things that came up. Having to tell your FTO to stop somewhere because you're about to shit yourself. Just tell him, man. I I don't know why we get so weird about it. Just say, hey, I gotta take a shit. No problem. My job. No like, problem. Like, like, I don't want you shit. Like. <laughs> I, you know, it's weird. People get like this weird anxiety about going to the bathroom. But what's what's the worst thing the FTO is going to say? No. Oh, that they, would be pretty rich from the lawsuit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. yeah, just be like, "Hey, man, I got to take a shit." Okay, cool. Go take a shit. It's not a big deal. Everybody poops. We all should have read hands. that book as a kid. Wash your hands. That was my favorite thing. So. We I don't know why that jarred a memory, but the way we did our booking was fucking stupid. But, you know, you'd have the guy, you'd be booking in. He's like, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go to the bathroom. And you have to let him go to the bathroom because if he pisses and shits on himself, A, you could get in trouble. And B, the jailer's not going to be very happy with you. So you stop everything you're doing. You go fucking take him over to the bathroom to... uh to take care of business, right? So you don't get in trouble. And nobody ever fucking washes their hands. And I made sure very loudly so everybody else in the jail could hear, sir, you need to wash your hands. <laughs> it was my favorite. The the little things in life. Tell me what to do. I, uh, I made a mistake when I, I was asking people to send in their trading horror stories because they said, send the longer ones to the DMs. Oh. I'm very lucky that I did not get any any dick pics that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Those would not have been the longer ones. It depends on where they're from. Yeah, yeah. Oh. There's a lot of factors that go into that one. Wow. You know, lighting. <laughs> must be nice. Shadowing. You know yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> I still can't. Anyway. Yeah, you ever seen like you know the fishing pictures? If you hold the fish real close to the camera, it looks a lot bigger. I mean, not Wait. that I know from experience, but oh, that's such a good idea. Yep, now you guys know. The more you know. Thanks, thanks for telling me that. My wife's gonna have a pleasant surprise tonight. <laughs> what is that? My face. <laughs> um. All right. Why is there up lighting on it? All right. This is. I don't know what we're doing here, but hear me out. So there's this big movement 
right? You know, body negativity and, and body shaming and all this stuff. So you turn on the TV and when you used to turn on TV, it used to be some attractive people. And now it's a bunch of fucking fat people all the time on TV, right? You know, like you have a commercial for Gatorade and some fucking fat walrus <sighs> running down the track, which I'm not. Hey, good for you. Got to lose weight. But I, I don't, you know, like, I don't know why we're shaming attractive people now. We've gone the opposite direction, but whatever. Fuck me. I don't know. But Jimmy feels attacked. He's going to need a minute. The girls need love too. (laughs) (laughs) But why aren't we seeing the same thing in the porn industry? Like, I just want to watch a porn where the cock isn't like 12 feet long. We're the normal cocks. <laughs> I was going to make a joke I know. about a certain state, but I'm, I'm going to leave that one alone. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, uh, maybe they're just, scoring, I guess. maybe it's all relative to the size of a human. <laughs> maybe they maybe. just all like five foot. The cocks? No, not the you know, Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Big chicken. That's rooster. I guarantee you there is niche porn out there with small penises in it. (laughs) So you're saying I could get into niche porn? Hey, there's always a chance. Only fans. Yeah. (laughs) Saying there's a chance. You can dream it, you know? This is exciting. (laughs) Don't ever give up on your dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see what else we got here. Using sim rounds and t-shirts because the trainer was behind schedule. That's always good. Makes my nipples that hurt. Would hurt. That would definitely yeah. hurt. Did you guys? I always felt like sim guns always fucking jammed all the time. They were a big pain in the ass. I don't know if they've gotten any better. Shot by your partner in the sims rounds in the back. Yep. Who shot you? Oh, who shot me? I don't want to. It, it was. A, it was. It wasn't here. Wasn't oh. here. Yeah. <clears throat> we um we oh. use sim rounds only in the academy. Oh, here's a great thing. Here's another training story. We use the sim rounds, but where they're like, hey, don't shoot too many of them because they're expensive. Yes, we hear <laughs> yeah, we hear that too. Shoot yeah. till the threat yeah. stop, but two they're gonna stop after two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we're so fucked. Um <laughs> And then the last but not least, we have any Colorado cop knows the four hours of anti-bias BS that make you do online every year. Thanks, Police One, again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we hear that a lot. (laughs) What do you hear a lot? How much people hate Police One training? I may have mentioned it a time or two. I think Bama's make money off of it. They do. People still sign up for it. It's like a like a bad like a domestic. You know, you know what they are? It's cycle like, of violence. Yeah, like a great first date. Well, the, you, you know, know, this is great. Yeah, you're 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 special. You're you're important to us. You're absolutely. It's a really good training when I'm drinking. We're gonna you. cuddle. We're gonna we're gonna you know. Was it soak? So we're gonna soak together. We're gonna soak and we're gonna look you in the eyes. And... and then after the first experience, they look at you and call you dirty, and they leave the money on the end table and walk out. And then you have to yell out, "There is a niche for micro penises." <laughs> Wait, we are saying small, not micro. Okay, 
Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> With all due respect. <laughs> and then you're stuck for three years like a bad gym member. Yep. <laughs> I want to quit police one. Not yet. <laughs> Feel free to quit and come on over. There's no contract. Well, boys, this was fun. Definitely. I'm sorry that we had technology failures and that we missed a couple of the stories. That's frustrating. So, tell you about the door. Say what now? So we didn't even tell you about the door. What's the door? Oh yeah. yeah, tell 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 me about the door. Everybody wants to know about the door. I missed that part. You guys were already. Oh, you know, you just left it unlocked. Oh no, that's no, it. There, that wasn't a big story. Yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to break into a clubhouse right now. <laughs> <laughs> And no first entry needed. Don't worry, we only have you sign a trespassing paper. <laughs> so wait, so the door never got locked. It's no, still so open. It refused to lock. There were three grown men staring at the door, trying to figure out when it was going to click. Not a good advertisement for our training. <laughs> I wasn't saying us. I didn't say it was us. So... We had door problems, we had computer problems, we had technology problems, which for future uh, podcasts, which is just fucking weird, and nobody's going to remember, and I'm going to have to put it on my post and nobody's going to read it, but Instagram to Instagram, Facebook to Facebook. It's the only way it can happen. There cannot be any crossbreeding. That's the natural order of things. Yes. Yes. Very equity. Do you guys have any uh, words of wisdom or anything you want to say before I wrap up this very poorly made podcast? Make good choices and Crown and Vic were the best police vehicles of all time. Beautiful. You burned one down, man. <laughs> it's still the best vehicle of all time. You can hit people with that and maybe have a busted up fender as well. Go be a good human so when you do a podcast and you're parents house they're not going to look at you weird yeah oh, do you guys get any sammies no no Aww. no but we're talking about micro penises and my mom's in the uh other room on the couch watching tv and she hasn't heard yet shaking her yeah. head disgust of herself well hopefully the hearing aids kind of turn down you know that go wrong that's <laughs> what <just> <laughs> At least I have one son. They're proud. such a bad influence. <laughs> I have one son. I'm proud of. <laughs> Jamie, words of wisdom? Um, yeah, just uh, keep on trucking. With all due respect, um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, just uh, you know, keep at it, and uh, hopefully, when you guys get to the point of uh, being trainers yourselves, uh, don't make it a horror story. Yeah, don't end up on a future poorly made podcast about how shitty instructor you were maybe maybe do a lesson plan <laughs> just a quick one maybe a five minute one just yeah just just make sure that you and the other instructors are teaching the same thing i know that seems like a big deal but just it could help out quite a bit yeah amen again lieutenant was involved oh yeah no lieutenants at training so at all training. ever and new no lieutenants at the christmas party either Looking at you, New York. <laughs> <laughs> so, for all the millions of people out there, how how do people find you guys? 
James. So uh, our website, www.revelationstraining.com. Uh, we also have an Instagram that is uh, very poorly made. Yeah, um, mm. uh, it's uh, what's our what's our Instagram thingy, Aaron? Uh, RTI, RTI training. training. RTI training. Uh, we have a Facebook, but that's for old people. So <laughs> boomers. When are the TikTok dances coming? Soon, right? Uh, well, Aaron's been taking lessons. Well, with with uh, Jim's daughter on how to do TikTok, <laughs> so he'll be he'll be bringing those up soon, dude. My kids are always fucking dancing. And I'm like, all right. I mean, I guess there could be worse things. At least they're exercising kind of with their True. weird fucking dances. Ten seconds on yeah. video. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they have to do like 40 minutes takes. to get. Yeah, they got to do it right. All right. Random thought, if you guys don't mind. When if you if with all due respect, I'm gonna <laughs> go on a rant here. I my my youngest will watch Blippy occasionally, which is uh, not great, not the worst, I guess. Uh, have any of you guys run across Blippy yet? Are your kids too old? No, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. So Blippy, Blippy is a man who kind of dresses as a kid and talks like a kid, and he you know he goes places and points out you know like oh cool fire truck and police car and he'll show them around. So it's kind of interesting, and you know he does all kinds of grooming, (laughs) potentially. But and there's a female version of Blippi now too. I forget Mika, I think is her name. And yeah, there's there's two Blippies because the other Blippies too busy, and so he has like his fake Blippi too. It's I don't know. I don't really enjoy watching it, but I stumbled across an episode where they were learning how to dance and it was, they were learning how to hip hop dance. (laughs) And what, what, what I thought was funny wasn't necessarily blippy, but the people teaching hip hop dancing were like the whitest fucking people ever. And I know I'm not saying white people can't be into hip hop, but like, (laughs) let's just be real here. Okay. Suburban mom showing blippy how to get down is maybe not the best example and the representation. And it was so fucking cringy. It was funny. White people. Am I right? Amen. Amen. On that note, you guys know what to do. Go check out revelations training. They, uh, they're good dudes, they're good lovers, and they put on a hell of a class. And it's not fucking an arm and a leg, and they're not going to post videos of their fancy cars while you pay 200 bucks for a training class, allegedly. Besides that, you guys do what you do to make this podcast possible. Take care of this fine, fine sponsors. Buy some merch. Uh, me and Ghostpatch are cooking something up, and by the time this podcast comes out, maybe it is cooked. I don't think it will be, but soon, soon kids. And you guys will love it. And then, uh, buy t-shirts, be a monthly donor, all the things that make this possible. With that said, I want you guys to remember with all due respect. I love most of you. Bye-bye. <laughs>